Amen. You can be seated tonight. Tonight I've been uh, just burdened from the Lord to talk to you and preach to you tonight about praise. And we as a church need to praise the Lord. We don't need to be silent. We don't need to be quiet. And we don't need to just sit and hold our seat tonight. We need to praise the Lord. Here we see in this chapter the exhortation to praise God. If you look at the word exhortation, it means to communicate, to intend, to urge, or to persuade the recipient to take action. That's what exhort means tonight. So I want to tell you tonight, I want to urge you to praise the Lord when you're in the house of the Lord. That's why I want to preach on, are you a spectator or a participator tonight? Are you a spectator or a participator? A lot of times we get into the place that we're more spectators than we are participators. We can see God moving in the services and blessing people, and we'll watch, and we'll watch. Things are going on, and we're just watching. A lot of times we don't need to just watch what's going on, but we need to participate in what's going on. Maybe things are happening all around you, and you're saying, I don't understand what's going on. I'm not in the middle of this. I must not be feeling what these folks are feeling. A lot of times we can get so cumbered about with the cares of this world, the things that we have been through, that the devil will allow that to hinder our worship. I can come in here and bring the world with me and hinder, and I will not hear nothing that goes on. I will not participate because I am so filled with what has went on in my life. I want to tell you all something. Life is hard. It ain't a bed of roses. When I came to know the Lord, he didn't say, well, from this moment on, it's going to be smooth sailing. You're never going to have a problem. It's going to be sunshine and rainbows and everything is going to be so good. You're going to walk hand in hand with your neighbor and get along wonderful. That is a lie of the devil. He never promised that. What he did promise, he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go all the way with you. But in doing that, he has given us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct us. And, and we are so brought down by the things of life that when we come to the house of the Lord, you know what you ought to do for when you get out of your car? You ought to shed off all of that stuff. Take it off like taking a coat off and leave it in the car and say, Lord, there it is. I'm going into your house to worship today. Did you know we've come here today not to work for the Lord? This is not where you go to work for the Lord. This is where we come to worship the Lord. Can I get an amen tonight? We all have a job to do for the Lord. We're all called to be his disciples 
When we walk out that door, we're called to be disciples in the world and to be a witness and work for the Lord. But when we come into the sanctuary, we're to praise his name. We're here to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're not here to be spectators, but participators, amen? That's the reason you'll hear me a lot of times. Come on, church. I'm trying to ag you on. I'm urging you to get in. You can say amen. You can lift your hand. Go ahead, everybody lift your hand. Well, that didn't hurt at all, did it? <laughs> That's funny how the Lord made that arm do that, ain't it? It wasn't just so you could eat soup, beans, and cornbread all the time and shovel it in like this, but he made it so you could lift it up and praise him, amen? And he didn't just stop there. He made two of them so you could raise both of them up. When you get real excited, just lift both hands up. Boy, that makes the devil real mad when you, somebody go, oh, I can't hardly do that. Well, if you can't raise it all the way up, just raise it up a little bit and say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> go through that pain for the Lord. He went through so much for us, amen. It's the least that we can do for him. We need to get out of being a spectator and be a participator in what God is doing here at the church. To be a participator there's one important ingredient you have to have to be a participator in this, in this worship. Take a guess what that might be. You must be born again. The world has its praise, and we see that. I'll never forget as a little child when I came to know the Lord at 11 years old, and I was just learning things about God, and, and I got right into the ministry. As soon as I got saved, I joined a gospel group, and, and I sung with uh, three other uh, young fellas, and I wished I had John put that picture up. I got a picture of it when I was that age, and we used to travel and sing with my dad and, and their mother and father, and, and they led us up to sing, and they taught us about singing for the Lord and doing our best for the Lord. But I remember as a child... The first time that I was at a home after I got saved. And I always liked to listen to Elvis Presley sing. I was a big Elvis fan. And he'd sing and all them people be screaming and he'd be singing and doing all that. I thought, man, that's awesome watching him do that. These kids don't know nothing about Elvis Presley. But I just like watching Elvis Presley. And that, that, I always like to see how that happened and, and him playing that music and him coming up on stage. And all of a sudden, I sat at the house and I had them chill bumps come over me. I was like, I'm not supposed to feel that way. I'm only supposed to feel that when I get blessed of the Lord. You better watch out. The devil's got a duplicate for everything. And he'll make you feel so good in sin that you'll end up thinking, boy, this is good. I like this right here. But as we grow in the Lord, we're to learn and to discern what the spirits are. The Bible says to try the spirits and see if they're of me or not. And I tell you what, watching Elvis Presley won't do a bit of good, amen? But participating in the things of God will bless your soul, amen? And when you get those Holy Ghost bumps then, you'll know that's from the Lord, amen? But the devil always has a copycat. And you gotta be real careful. It ain't everything that says, Lord, Lord, is gonna enter in. Amen. Amen. Now we know by the scripture it tells us to work out our own salvation in fearing of the Lord and trembling. With fear and trembling. 
But that doesn't mean work it out your way. It's work it out his way. Oh, I thought that meant for me the way I wanted it. No, it's to work it out his way and what his word says. So to have the proper praise in our life and to participate the way we're supposed to be, number one, we have to worship in the spirit. Those that are born of God are born of what? The spirit. They're born in the spirit of God. When you come and get born again, you say, Lord, yes, I'm a sinner, and I want you into my heart, and you accept that, and you believe Jesus Christ, and you accept him as your personal Savior, right then, the Holy Spirit moves in. Right then. How do you know that for sure? It's no different than going down and buying a car, brand new car. I've used this illustration many times. It's got all the buttons, all the features. You got the whole car when you bought it. They didn't just sell you a shell and say, come back next week. I'll give you the motor and the wheels and everything else that goes with that. But you got the whole package when you bought that car. Same way with salvation. You received it right then. But as you grow in the Lord, you learn what it is to walk in the spirit of God. Amen. How do you know how to worship? The Lord allows worship to go on around you. And you see worship happening here and there. He don't just say, watch and learn, but he says, let me show you in my word that you need to worship in spirit. In John 4, 24, the Bible says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we must worship him in spirit. Can I hear from you tonight? God is a spirit. We worship him in the spirit that he has given us. John 4, 23, he says, But the hour come, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Tonight is a Sunday night, and a lot of our Sunday night services at times I enjoy better than I do our Sunday mornings. There's something special about a Sunday night meeting. It's really when the true, I'm not saying everybody's not true worshipers, but those that really love to come to church and really want to hear from God, they'll make that sacrifice to come on Sunday nights. Have you noticed here lately it's falling away, falling away, falling away. If we ain't real careful the devil will throw a counterfeit out and make you so busy you can't come on Sunday night. Now, we all have obligations. We all got things we have to do. Some have to work. Some have to do this. Some have to do that. That's why here at the church, we decided to back up an hour. We used to do it on at 6 o'clock, and it seemed to throw everything so late. We said, well, let's back up an hour see if that helps. And it helped tremendously. And so now we can come into service even when the times are changed and we can come in and worship and get out of here in time for you to go do whatever you need to do. But you know what? I want to hear from God. Amen. I want to worship God. Amen. I'm afraid if I stay at the house, I'm going to miss something. Amen. <laughs> Sister Brenda says, I want to be here because I may miss something. We never know what's going to happen next and that's the way church should be. You should enjoy church so much that you're afraid to miss it because you'll miss something. 
I know God's given me messages at times like this right here for people and I'd be so excited about preaching it and I'd be thinking about those people and I'd be like, Lord, this is going to help them. I pray keep me out of it. Help me speak it plainly. They understand it and I'll come ready to preach and they don't even show up. Boy, that'll pull the plug out of you real quick. But you know what I'm reminded of and I may preach that message again about those marvels that the Lord reminded me of. He's given me so many in my hands, and I need to take care of those. I can't take care of all that's falling off and rolling around. I let the Lord take care of those. We got to take care of what God's put in our hands. And each one of us helped so many people in our life. We're a great influence to a lot of people. That's why we have got to worship in the Spirit. Let me throw this in here for just a moment. I've heard some people say, well, I'm not going to say amen, and I'm not going to raise my hand, and I'm not going to testify unless I'm just so overwhelmed with the Spirit and God tells me to do it. I'm not doing it until he does. The Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise. We got to be willing to let God have his way. I found out a lot of times when I lift up, the glory comes down, Amen. He's worthy. If I hear the truth, I want to say amen. If I see the Lord moving, I want to raise my hand. Every time the Spirit gets moving, I get to moving. I'm just like a bean on a hot rock sometimes. I don't know what to do with myself next. And I hope you're excited like that about serving the Lord. If you're not, I'd pray about it, amen, and ask God to help me. In 1 Corinthians 3, 16, the Bible says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. His Spirit has moved within us. And you know what His Spirit wants to do? It wants to praise. And it wants to use this temple for praise and worship. Now everybody says, I'll, I worship different than you do. I've been told that. People says. Preacher, I'm just not like you. You're, you're, you're loud and you're excited and you're wild sometimes, seem like. I'm just not that way. I worship inwardly. Well, I'm going to tell you how I worship inwardly. When I hold that in, <laughs> it's, it's like taking a bottle of pop and shaking it up with the lid on it. And all of a sudden, if you crack it a little bit, it'll run out over that cap. That's the way God does. He squeezes on me till it runs out my eyes, Amen. And I, can't, and I have to let her go because if I don't, I'm going to explode on spot. That's how excited I am to serve the Lord. And preachers asked me at that preacher's conference, 300 pastors in one room. I didn't know whether to fly or run a lap or run outside or just walk up and smack somebody down. I don't know. I was just so full up. I didn't know what to do next. It was just good to be around men of God like that that love the Lord. And I'm not a violent person, but now I get excited. You better get out of the way. I might run right over you. So I like to run. I watched a 75-year-old woman run around a sanctuary. It was about five times this size every single night. She gets so excited. Boom. Here she go, and I can feel that inside. I wanted to go. So I was trying to hold on there, but I was in my seat, just a horseman. Bless her, Lord. Run one for me, you know. And it felt good. 
And I thought, man, I want to take this energy back to the church and let them know that we need to be a participator, not a spectator. Amen. You know, when you get up in the mornings to come to church, you should say, Lord, help me to participate in the service today. Whatever you want me to do, Lord, was to testify, shake a visitor's hand, tell them we're glad they're here, raise my hand, or do whatever. Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want. And when Sunday morning's over and you go eat a big old meal and you get lazy-eyed and go to the house and get on the couch and take that nap, and you wake up and it's 20 to 5, you think, man, I got to get to church. They'll say, don't go, you don't feel like it. But you go on anyway, you need to say, God, help me to be a participator tonight. Take this sleepiness off me, Lord. Let me focus on you. And you can watch God do things in our life. We're in this thing together for the Lord. So not only do we need to be participators in the spirit, number two, we need to be participators in the truth. We need to know what the truth of God's word says. That's how we worship. We worship because we know the truth. We've heard the truth, and we're not going to hold back because we know it to be a fact. Amen? When you hear the word of God, you know what amen means? Lord, let it be so. That's why you say amen. When you hear the truth, you should say amen. How about over here? That's what you do. That's how you participate instead of sitting there watching. And them preachers are crazy. I watched Brother C.T. preach, uh, I think it was Tuesday night. The Lord got on him so hard. These, them 300 preachers was there, and he was preaching his heart. I thought he was going to pass out. He was, he's preaching so hard. He's giving everything he got, and he was getting everybody excited about the truth that he was preaching about. He had every preacher on the seat up, and they was a coming towards the altar, agging him on. I thought, now that's being a participator right there. Them some folks excited about hearing about the truth. I'll tell you this. We used to travel and sing all over the country. My brother-in-law's here bearing me witness. We used to go to a church in Kentucky. And we go in there and say, Jesus, they would about shout for 10 minutes. I mean, the place would erupt. They'd shout and holler. They was excited about Jesus, the name of Jesus. And you couldn't hold them down. And we'd sing, and, and, and we couldn't hardly get a song out from shouting and a holler. You say, well, you're all about emotions. I am not about emotions. But man, when I hear the truth, it gives me some emotions. Amen? It makes me excited. It makes me want to participate and be a part of what's happening in my life and in their lives. Do you know the Spirit... When we're worshiping in the spirit and we're worshiping in truth, the Bible says it bears witness one with the other that it's of God. If you hear a preacher preach, a singer sing, or something's going on in the church and you don't understand what's happening, you need to ask God, God, show me what's going on and if this is of you or not. Guess what will happen? His Holy Spirit will tell you if it's of him or not. 
You won't have to ask a preacher or anybody else that goes to that church. If you're walking with him in the spirit and in truth, the Holy Spirit will tell you that's of me. And if it's not, he'll say, whoa, you better back up. This is not of me. Now I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is agging and urging us to participate. Our problem is we want to communicate more with the devil than to participate with the Lord. That's where we get in trouble. You say, well, you're all about physical emotions. It ain't about physical emotion. It's about the truth. The whole book of Psalms is about the truth. Let's read it again. Psalms 150 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. You reckon that's a lie? Reckon what that means. That's talking to you and I individually saying we need to praise him. That ain't being quiet. That ain't keeping your seat. That's not acting like the paint on the wall that can't do nothing. But we are filled with the Spirit of God. And at the end in letter part in verse 6, it said, Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. So we're commanded by God's Word to praise Him because we've received the truth. In 1 Samuel 12, 24, the Bible says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all of your heart, for consider how great a things he hath done for you. That'll make you open your mouth. Amen. You know what make you open your mouth? Sister Melissa did not testify. Why? Because she prayed this week that God would help her father through the surgery that he went through. Was God not faithful? He did it. And many of you all have texted me this week, pray about this, pray about that. And when God does it, we never participate in praising him for what he done. We take it for granted. Well, he did it. I mean, I was asking him for it and everything, and he went ahead and done it. I ain't going to tell nobody about it. You know what you've just done? You've become a participator for the devil. Because if you would be obedient and participate for the Lord in the spirit of truth, you would say, I prayed about this and listened to what God done. He touched my life. I don't have this or that. And he brought me through it. Praise God. I want to give him the glory. You know what you just done? You went and knocked the devil right in the eye. Amen. Because he wants you to go, shh, be quiet. Don't tell nobody. The Lord knows you're thankful, so just be quiet. But you'd be surprised if you'll trust God and participate in testifying about what God has done. Somebody in the sanctuary is probably going through what you've just overcome. That's the truth tonight. I'm talking about living in the truth. This is how we praise Him. Sacrifices of praise. Lord, I'm uncomfortable. But because you've done this, it's the least that I can do is to tell people what you've done for me. And that's how God blesses our life. In Joshua 24, 14, the Bible says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him 
and in truth and put away all the gods which your father served and on the other side of the flood in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. He's talking to them, the children of Israel, and saying, listen, don't be like the ones of old that didn't pay no attention. You need to serve the, the living God and give him praise of what he's done in your life. But if I say something, somebody will think I'm foolish. They'll, they'll think that I may say something backwards. You know, they'll make fun of me. You know, that's the devil telling you that. The devil's telling you, shh, hold your peace. Shh, don't say nothing. There's a portion of scripture where the Lord said, if they keep their peace, the rocks and the mountains are going to cry out. Amen. I don't want no rocks and mountains crying out on my behalf. I'm, I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm walking in his truth. I have a right to say so. And you have a right to say so. So we need to stop letting the devil muzzle us in these last moments before we're called out of here he is trying to muzzle the church he's trying to help you get distracted with all this that's going on and saying listen don't pay attention it's okay it's almost over if you'll be quiet long enough you'll get out and it'll be okay it'll be all right the devil walks out, patting you on the back. Done a great job today. You kept quiet. Everything's good. Nobody made fun of you. Nobody thought you were weird. You know, you're not one of those fanatical Christians. You done good. And we accept that. And we'll go right on. When we ought to say, whoa, wait a minute, stop. I want to tell everybody what the Lord done for me this week. And if you'll do that, somebody sitting here will be going, that's exactly what I needed to hear. See, it ain't just the preach word of God. God can work through you to help somebody that's coming in the service and needs to hear something if you'll be a participator and praise the Lord in the sanctuary. Yes, we don't need the details. Well, Brother Bo called me this week and I walked over there and picked my cell phone up off the table and I turned her on. Sure enough, there was Brother Bo's picture on the phone. I answered the phone and said, hello, Brother Bo. And you go into all this detail that just sucks the life right out of the service. But you could do something like, I called my brother this week, asked him to pray, and guess what God done? He answered my prayers. Amen. Simple as that. That's how we walk in the truth. John 8, 32, the Bible says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you bound. It's not what the Bible says. It says the truth shall make you free. And when you're free in him, you're what? Free indeed. I love how the pastor brought this morning and talked about how he killed sin on the cross. I've preached it my whole life. I've probably never said it that way. And he just like, ding, ding. And it reminded me again how he killed my sin on the cross of Calvary. You know what that made me want to do? Amen, brother. 
But I wonder if we did that today. We loved it. We thought it was great. But did we participate in what God was doing? We must participate in the truth. Let me give you this. We'll be done tonight. Not only do we participate in the spirit and in truth, because he commands us to worship him in spirit and truth, but if we're going to go to the next level for the Lord, we need to participate with our whole heart. Not halfway. I'm talking about with your whole heart. Now I've watched these young people grow over the years. And when they participate, they're not putting half of their heart into it. They're putting their whole heart into it. And they're getting up in front of all of you adults and all of you that are making them feel nervous and intimidated. And they'll go on anyhow because they're participating for the Lord. They want to worship the Lord. They're not doing it for us. Know how they're doing it for him. And because of that, we need to urge them on. We need to ag them on. Bless them, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you all know hallelujah is the highest word of praise that can be given? And did you know that the word hallelujah is pronounced the same way in every language? Did you all know that? It's all hallelujah. It's the highest praise that we can give him. Well, hallelujah. Ain't that wonderful? Won't you just say that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't that feel good? Well, they'll think I'm fanatical, Lord, if I say that. <laughs> we'll be fanatical for a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I just say, well, glory. I just feel, feel the glory all over me. That's praise that we can give him verbally. Yes, we've seen the fakeness of people. We've seen people fake it. I've heard people say, I'm going to fake it till I make it. That's the worst phrase I ever heard in my life. I ain't going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to be real in this thing. I'm going to walk in the spirit and the truth. And I'm going to do it my whole heart, amen. So God gets all the glory for everything that I'm doing. I may not do it great and I may not do it the way you like it, but I'm pleasing him. <laughs> I never looked in there and said, oh, I got to do it for them instead of him. You sh your walk is not between me, you, and the Lord. It's between you and the Lord. Amen? It ain't got a thing to do with me, but I'm to urge you and to ag you on and bless them, Lord, and, and try to help you along the way. Participate! Don't be a spectator. Be a participator. This ain't a Dollywood show. We ain't sitting over there at the what do they call that place now, the stampede? Why, this changed the name so many times. We ain't sitting eating chicken with our fingers and, you know, and being a spectator waiting for the horses to run out. We want to be a participator in what God is doing. And I plan to take this church to the next level by helping you all be participators. God told me sitting in that sanctuary this week, or last week rather, Whenever it was. I said, God, what do you want for Vickers? What's some things I need to do? And the Lord says, it's time to get back to fellowship. I was looking around that church. 1,300 people loving on each other. I never seen so much happiness in all of my life. It got me excited. 
And they come over and he's like, Brother Gary, it's so good to see you and Sister Ravon. We told, uh, told them her name one time. They never forgot it in four days. That's never happened. She's got one of them unique names, you know. They usually call her Rhonda Tawanda or something <laughs> like that. But they remembered her name and come over and shook her hand and said, we're so glad to have you all. It's so good to see you. It don't cost a thing to be friendly. Amen. Amen. And guess what, church? We only get one chance to make an impression on somebody. One chance. So we need to serve him with our whole heart. In Psalms 9-1, the Bible says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart, and I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Yes, Lord, I will show people what you have done in my life. But I'm telling you, we've got quiet on God. We, we, we're holding back. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. I noticed in that church, as large as it was, everybody had a spot. And I kept things stirred up, you know me. <laughs> First night I went in, I picked me a seat. It was about four rows back from the front. I can't stand uh, nothing against you all sitting in the back, but I, I like to be towards the front. I, I went in, they said, uh, where do you want to sit? I said, I want to be, be close to the fire, wherever it's at. And they said, well, come right on up. And I sat down there. Next night, I moved up two pews. And before we left, I was almost to the front. And, I, and they, was like, they laughed every night. You're moving up. I said, you better believe it. And I wanted to be close where it was going on. I want to be where the spirits are moving. Not that it don't move back there, but I just like to be towards the front. Why? Because I want to participate. I want to know, I want them people to know I'm praying for them. I'm agging them on. I'm encouraging them. I want them to hear me saying amen. I want to worship with them. And I ain't putting on a show for no, I'm there for the Lord. But we worship, we feed off each other. So if I see you sitting there and you're like, I've seen more cavities in people's teeth than a dentist has. You look back sometime, they're like, wow, you need to go to the dentist. That happens a lot, you know, but that's all right. I've had, I've had folks come here and say, brother, you had to bear with me. I got a sleeping problem. I said, that's all right. I can put the best to sleep, amen. Well, at least they're participating in some good sleep, you know. We need to participate as the people of God. In Psalms 111, 1, listen what it says. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. So the psalmist is telling us here, I'm not going to be backwards, and I sure ain't keeping my mouth shut. I'm going to praise the Lord. Now, one portion of scripture here talked about the tremble. I looked that word up, and it's actually a tambourine. In, in verse 4, it says, Praise him with the tremble, which is the tambourine, and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. I've never been much a dancer in my life. Never did like to dance or do anything like that because... I always thought dancing was for the world, and I never did fool with dancing in any way. 
But I'm telling you what, I get so excited sometimes I run around, jump, and hop on one foot and everything else. So according to that, it's going to be okay as <laughs> long as I'm worshiping him. Amen. Let all things be done with decency and with order. Did you know God is not going to lead you to do one thing that would be out of order? How do I know that? Because the scriptures teaches that he is not the author of confusion. And if you're going to come in here and start doing something that's going to cause confusion, God ain't in a hundred miles of it. So I think about that before I waded into it. But if it's of God, it'll be a blessing to the church and it'll edify the Lord. Amen? And bring blessings to him. We need to be sensitive if there's anything you take away from this message, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Don't do one thing that he doesn't want you to do. But in another way, you should be looking to give a sacrifice of praise. Lord, what can I do to help encourage my brother and my sister today? Fellowship is one way to do that. When you get out of your seat, and you go meet a brother or a sister. Listen, I love you. I'm praying for you. Been praying. Lord had you on my mind this week. And I prayed for you. You'd be surprised how that encouraged one another. Amen. So let's stop being a spectator. And be a participator in the service. Each week I try to call on a different man. One way or the other to pray or to do something. I ain't worried about anything. I, I want you to do your best for the Lord's what I want. I encourage our ladies to help each other and work together. I want our youth involved in all of our services. Why? Because it's important that they be involved. They need to be a part of these services. We grew up in churches that wouldn't that push the young people out. They didn't want them a part of the services because they thought it was all about the elders of the church. And the older people, go take the kids and hide them in the back and go put them over here. We don't want them. It's all about us. Let me tell you something. The day a child is not welcome in this sanctuary will be the day I leave this place because children are welcome here. Young people are welcome here. People can do what they need to do for the Lord here. And we're going to follow the word of God and we're going to encourage them to be participators and not spectators. But you know what? Let me give you this final thing. These children, young people, are watching every one of us and how we act in the services, what we say, what we do, and they'll be a repeater of what you do. I have watched here in services, watched some of these little youngins, little bitty ones that Lee has been working with stuff. I'll look back sometimes in the service when people are worshiping and them little youngs be back here raising their, looking at me going, and it just thrilled me all over. They want their pastor to know they're, they're worshiping. That's that sacrifice of that young heart. Reckon what means the most to the Lord, you with your sour attitude or them with their little hands up. <laughs> I know heaven's going Go on, praise the Lord, that's right, do it. And that's what we need to do, amen. We need to be a participator. Can I hear from you tonight?